Check, check. Can you all hear me? Does this work? All right, honestly, wait, could we start off with just a praise for all y'all worshiping tonight? Because that was freaking amazing. Um, speaking of worship and just like y'all, it's hype, new, fresh energy they all brought tonight. Uh, this message is going to kind, this message is going to sound a little cheesy at first because it's about the new year, right? We talk about that so much. Like I just said, I felt y'all's new energy um, in this room and like praising God for that. And if you weren't here last week, on Sunday, uh, Savannah, she's our middle school resident right there. What up, Sav? She gave a very powerful message about Jesus healing a sick and paralyzed man. And I had a whole other message plan for today. And after our small groups, um, with a lot of you guys, it really just changed my message and what I was going to talk about today. And so I'm going to go back into that chapter we were doing and kind of do like a sequel to find out what happens after the paralyzed man made one of the biggest decisions and choices of his life. So, hey, if you're uh, talking on your phone, just put that down real quick. I'm going to pray for y'all and for me and our hearts to be open, and I'm going to get into the word. All right. Uh, Father in heaven, I just thank you so much for this night, for all this energy, uh, for this fresh wind that you brought in here, God. And I just pray that tonight that I, as well as a lot of these awesome students and leaders and just uh, friends that I have in this room, have their hearts opened for you, Lord, to hear what you have to tell us, to hear what you've already done and revealed to us and put it on our hearts to make these hard, tough decisions and choices this year. Uh, Holy Spirit, be in this room, be in me. We love you. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, you can put up John 5. Um, and I'm just going to read through it. If you guys want to follow along, I know some of you don't have your phones. I have the scripture up there. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda. Remember the name of this pool. It will come up later. Which has five, five roof columns. Here lie a multitude of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed people. Next verse. One man was there who had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Next verse, please. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, another person steps in before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take your mat, and walk. And at once that man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. And we're going to stop right there and just kind of dive into this verse and do a little recap as well as some other things uh, just that I took from this scripture. We see here that this sick man made this really tough decision after 38 years to get up, pick up his mat, and walk. Right, something stirred up in his heart. And I think you guys all know what that is. His name's right there. It's Jesus. And he got up and he took his mat and he walked and he stopped making excuses and he stopped blaming others. And he took responsibility for the choices he had to make. The choice of not being a victim, the choice of not letting his life circumstances dictate his whole future. 
And I'm going to be honest, this, like, this message, even when the Lord just put it on my heart, told me, hey, if you're going to encourage the people in this room to make hard choices, you got to start making hard choices as well. And you got to be vulnerable and honest with them about this man and how he relates to you and how I saved you just like I saved him. And so I think the hard thing here is, is for me to make that choice. And I'm going to make that choice right now, right? This message is all about choices. And my first choice is just to be vulnerable with y'all. And it was hard for me to read this message because I understand like what that man went through. In different ways, we all probably can relate to him, right? We all have something in some message or some kind of testimony of how sick and paralyzed or lost we were. And, and that was me. I was lost. And here's the thing, I hate admitting that because I really, sorry, I dislike admitting that because I really dislike like being the victim. I don't like having this mentality where I want other people to feel bad for me or like feel pity or shame for me or any of all that stuff. So I don't really like sharing this, but like I said, my first choice is to be vulnerable tonight. And I grew up in a pretty rough childhood. Some of you know a little bit about my story where I was sick and paralyzed for about 20 years because of the circumstances of my childhood. Like I grew up in a home where my mom struggled and still struggles with drug addiction today. And that shaped my whole life. I grew up without a dad for 13 years. And that shaped my life. That made me have such a victim mentality. And that victim mentality, mentality and all the circumstances that happened in my life made me choose to be sick. I made that choice because of the things that happened to me. And I'm gonna share another thing with y'all. It was like this weekend I was, it, it always kind of happens. Like when you guys are about to like share Jesus with your friend or like come to Bible study, come to garage, don't you feel like something just kind of happens that's like trying to take punches at you and trying to hinder you from doing it. And so as I was preparing this message, I got um, a text message from my dad and he sent me a picture of someone. And he said, do you recognize this person? And I said, no, I was, I was really confused. It was, it was from like a Facebook post. And it was a man who was like laying, a, a younger man who was laying down um, outside of a convenience store. And he was homeless. And he had been through a lot in his life. He was very sick. He had mental issues. He had mental health struggles and problems that he was doing with. He didn't let anyone help him. He didn't want anyone to talk to him. He didn't want anyone to feel pity on him. He didn't want anyone to give him a second chance. And that broke my heart because another thing I've, I've never shared with y'all is when I was um, 12 before I moved with my dad, when I was 13, um, I had a lot of things just happened in my life. And I had an older brother and he had a really bad like mental health issues that he was going through. He had a different family, a different dad. I wasn't super close to him. And a part of the big reason why I moved to be with my dad was because of a lot of the things that were going on in my childhood home. 
And that man that was on the side of the road or side of the convenience store, homeless, was my brother. And my dad said, you don't recognize him? I said, no, how am I supposed to recognize someone I haven't seen since I was 12? And it made me feel very guilty, very shameful. And now I have such a desire to help him. And, and my dad told him, hey, I, I, just, I just found, my dad's not his dad. And, and he said, I just found out about this. Like, I had no idea. Let's help him. I'm going to help him. I, I, I'm going to go bring him things. And it just made me feel so weak. I felt like such a victim because I could not help him right now. I don't have the financial um, security to help him. I, I don't live in Houston, Texas anymore. And it made me feel so down and so low. And immediately I shared it with someone and just got the best advice and the best encouragement. And all of it was, was to choose Jesus, to point back to God and his plan, to point back to what Jesus tells us to do. And I, and I share that message with you because I know a lot of you have faced so many things in your life, even in your young age. Same thing with your parents, same thing with your own, your friends, your mental health, things going on in your life. I know you face hardship each and every day. And the message that I wanted to give today was about the response to that, the choice you make. And I think for me, it's believing that Jesus saved me, right? And it's believing that even though I have so many reasons to choose to be a victim and thus live a miserable long life of sin, I have to make that choice every morning to not choose it. And that brings me to my next point, sin, right? What is sin? And the next choice I'm going to make is honesty because I feel like we kind of shy around using this word, sin, whether it's because we want to, whether it's because we, we fear that we're going to scare you or like make you feel shameful, hurt someone. And I know that that's all valid. People have used not only God, the words of God, but also sin to make people feel shameful, to make people feel lost in life. And could we just change that like this year? Could we just change not being afraid to talk about sin? Because when we do that, we give the enemy, Satan, whatever you call him, a stronghold, right? Because we're not talking about the sin that he is, like, he is putting in us, he is making us choose, but also that's, that's his goal. Like, that's what he wants us to do is not talk about sin. Fear talking about sin. He doesn't want us to be vulnerable. He doesn't want us to be honest. And so I'm going to tell you what I think sin is. I'm going to tell you what the Bible thinks, says sin is. For me, I think sin is anything that separates you from God. And, and not only from God, but from the joy, the peace, the love, the forgiveness, the community, the friendship that God desires for you. It's anything that hinders you. I think that's sin. Anything that makes your life worse, I bet it's sin. Whether it's from you or something that someone did to you, right? If it's anything that takes away this abundant, joyful life that Jesus wants for, for you, I, I, I think sin has something to do with it. So I'm going to finish uh, this scripture, and then we're going to go from there. It says, now that day, the day that Jesus healed this man, was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, 
It is Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But the healed man answered, The man who healed me, the man that told me to take up my mat and walk, they asked him, Who is that man who told you this? Now, the man had been healed, did not know who it was. He didn't know Jesus. He didn't know he, he just healed him. And after Jesus healed him, he withdrew, because there was such a busy crowd in this place. Next, next. But Jesus found him in the temple and said to this healed man, See, you are well. Sin no more, so that nothing worse may happen to you. Sin no more so that nothing worse may happen to you. And the man went away and told the Jews, hey, this is Jesus who had healed me. And this was why the Jews started persecuting and were persecuting Jesus for doing these things, for healing this man, for healing me, for healing you. And I want to focus on that red highlighted verse. So you can honestly leave it up there for a bit. When you think about the context and all of the different translations, Jesus tells him, it looks like you're made well. And this man was, because he was at the temple, church, temple complex, whatever you want to call it. And he was praising God for healing him, right? Not knowing God was right beside him, was at that pool and was the one that healed him. And so Jesus tells him, sin no more so that nothing worse may happen to you. And he knew that the guy that was paralyzed for 38 years was sick and paralyzed and lost and miserable and in pain because of sin. And he said, don't choose that anymore. I don't want what happened to you to keep on happening to you, but also I don't want anything worse to happen to you. And that's what I want y'all to think about today. That's the main point of this message. It's pretty simple. It's to make these choices to respond to sin and not choosing sin. Then I think we need to do this year, right? Let's use that excuse, new year, new me, new year, new habits, new year, new choices. Yeah, do it. You, you say you wanna do it, you put it on your social media, you tell your friends. Because I think the opposite of that is living in sin. And I'll tell you, for someone who's been saved by Jesus and healed by Jesus, I have to choose to stay away from sin every morning and every day. If not, I'll go back to the paralyzed man I once was. It's as simple as that. And I know you're gonna face disappointments in this year because I'm not telling you to be perfect. No one's perfect except for Jesus. And, and we know that here. You'll be disappointed by others. You'll just be disappointed by your future. And, and I wanna say like, none of that is God's fault, right? God's not the reason your parents are divorced. God's not the reason you have issues with your friends or issues in your life. God's not the reason bad things have happened to you. But because of this disappointment and failure and sin that we do choose, you have to make the choice to do the opposite. Do you guys understand how powerful a single choice is? The Bible talks about the power of your choices every, not every single day. The Bible talks about the power of your choices endlessly. You see it all throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament. Uh, in Philippians, it says, whatever is true, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is commendable, choose these things. You have to choose these things. 
The opposite of being that afflicted man, the man that was in pain, the man that was hopeless. Or do you want to be made well? Because that's what happens when you make the choice to choose Jesus, to choose kindness, to choose love, to choose forgiveness, and all the things he preaches. The sad thing is, it's in the toughest times that our responses and our choices matter the most. It's unfortunate because it's so easy to complain and gripe and play the victim all the time, yet so hard to take action. You have to make that choice. You have to take control. Do that this year. Choose not a lifestyle of sin, but God. And you always have a choice. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you don't. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone tell you that you're useless or powerless or less than. Because I promise you, you're not. Not just because I say it, but because God says it. And one more thing I want to share to you all about the power of your choices. And I think I have a slide for this. Your choices are so important and significant and powerful because they become your habits. And when something becomes a habit, you do it automatically. You do it without thinking. It's like a cycle you live in. Those of you who have been honest about sin and all the pain and all the hurt in your life, you know that sometimes you just, you don't make the decision. It becomes a habit. It's, it's happening automatically and you hate it and it eats you away. And, and the second unfortunate truth is when something becomes automatic, it becomes who you are. It becomes your identity. And my question is, what is going to be your choice, your habits, and your identity this year? And that's something you have to choose, right? Do I want to be a servant of disappointment and sin? Do I want to choose disappointment and sin, right? Which, which we talked about what sin means. Anything that hinders us, anything that worsens our lives, anything that's not joyful and abundant and peaceful the way Jesus desires for us, right? Or do you want to be a servant of God? Do you want to be a person that wakes up and chooses Christ? Even if it's hard, because it is, and I get it. And I'm going to, wait, I'm going to like wrap this up by telling you, hey, I know it's hard to believe in these things. I know some of them sound crazy, and we were talking about this in our, in our guys Bible study today. Hey, it's easy for me to choose doubt. It's easy for me to choose to want to be like my friends because they're so cool and they do all these great things, these fun things that I think are fun. And then I realize how miserable they are. And, it, and it's not to dog on them. It's sad, right? It's heartbreaking. But you don't have to doubt any of this, any of the things I've spoken to you or wonder if Jesus actually healed that man or me for that matter. And why? It's because it's real. I had a friend the other day, some of you guys knew, I used to work at a camp in, uh, Colorado, in Westcliff, Colorado, and I had a friend um, that I donated to our mission lately, and she went to Jerusalem. And I texted her while I was writing this message, and I asked her if she had vis visited the pool of Bethesda. You can, you can put that slide up there. Um, she sent me a bunch of pictures because I donated to her mission trip there to get her there. 
And she said, hey, I'll stop sending you pictures and blow up your phone, but if there's anything specific, I'll look for a photo. And I said, did you take any pictures of the pool? And that's what she said. This is it. There it is, guys. Archaeologists discovered this 200 and some years ago. So if you ever have a doubt, if you're ever wondering if God is real, if you're ever wondering if he does heal people, he did. He did it right there. And he does it every single day to people that choose to believe in him. Some of you let the wrong doubts and questions and confusions take up too much space in your head. You don't have to wonder if Jesus is real. You have to choose him. And the band can come up, and I'm going to wrap this up. And I wanted to make a couple of more, po- more points here as we worship out, as we take time, because I know some of you have a decision to make tonight. Some of you have a choice to make tonight. And I want to remind you that even though I've talked about sin and disappointment and doubts, God already chose you. He loves you, he forgives you, and he died for you. Choosing Jesus and choosing a life of discipline doesn't make you weak. Choosing to not partake in sin that destroys you, choosing to not live like the rest of the world or your closest friends, I get it. I'm in the same boat as y'all. That doesn't make you weak. None of these things make you weak, they make you well. Like he told this sick man, do you wanna be made well? Because I don't know about you, but I need Jesus. I need his love, I need his forgiveness. I need to be able to do this life that he encourages and calls me to. So if it's one thing that you keep in the back of your mind this year, Or even after this message, tonight when you go home, instead of scrolling through TikTok or looking at people's photos on social media, keep your heart set on making the choices that get you closer to Jesus. Right? Jesus also says, keep your mind set on me and things above. Well, what worth is it having that knowledge if you don't choose it? I know I've said it more than enough times, but you have an invitation to make that choice. You have it now, you have it during prayer, you have it tonight. You have it for the rest of your life. This sick man waited 38 years to choose it. How long do you wanna wait? Make that choice. Pick up your mats. Make those choices. I'm gonna pray this out. Hey, I hope, as I, I hope as we like spend time in worship tonight, we disconnect from our phones, from our friends, from our significant others, and think about this message. Think about the choices you need to make this year, the ones that you complain about all the time, right? You have the opportunity to make that hard choice. So just do that as you're worshiping God and thanking God. All right, pray with me. Father, I just thank you 
uh, for this message. I thank you for healing people like this paralyzed and sick man. Thank you for healing me. I thank you for healing so many people in this room. And I pray that you heal people each and every day and each and every moment, God. And I pray that we think about that healing that you have for us, that you provide, God. I pray that we make those choices, no matter how hard they are, Lord. I pray we make the choice to love others, to love ourselves, and more importantly, to love you. Thank you for loving us, Lord. We love you. Amen.